Welcome to episode number 12 of Hold My Clipboard. I'm your host, Chris King. Along with me, Tori Dugan. And we are brought to you by Nara Studios and our executive producer, Kim Capro. Tori, we are back on live here. Uh, we got two great guests today, but before we get to the guests, um, we just came fresh off of trip down to Calgary. I uh, got to see the University of Calgary Dinos, played them on Friday and Saturday, and then had a scrimmage on Sunday. Um, preseason is with us. Take away from uh, preseason. You don't have to tell everyone how mad I got, but... Um, uh, as you would expect it, a college team playing a U sport team and a co- the college team getting their absolute butt handed to them the first two days. So, uh, yeah, played a game on the Friday and a game on a Saturday night um, and then were fortunate enough to do a controlled scrimmage on the Sunday, which went a lot better. Uh, got to see a lot more positive play on the Sunday. But, yeah, a college team definitely got their butts kicked by a very decent U sport team. Yeah, and uh, that'll continue this week. By the time this drops, we'll be uh, getting ready to head to uh, Prince Albert to play the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. Probably either the favorite or one of the top favorites win Canada West this year with a loaded roster. Uh, And then the next night, we'll drive all the way down to Regina and play the Cougars, who um, have been strong every year for the last 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, it'll... Two different styles of play. Yeah, be a very tough weekend next weekend. Um, the Huskies, as you said, are going to be incredibly tough, but I'm just looking forward to seeing how we're going to compete and where our compete levels are out, who's going to turn up and maybe who's going to fall off the bandwagon here. Hopefully we all stay on the bandwagon. Level five players, the process is fearless, Tori. process is fearless. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, yeah, two great guests this week. Uh, the first one is our very own uh, fourth-year player, Alana Olson. Alana's from Maidstone, Saskatchewan. Um, you know, last year was an All-Canadian. She's going to talk to us about the journey. Alana's usually pretty open, and when we first got her, uh, when she was just a baby coming to us as a, as a freshman, she wouldn't talk at all. And no. then when she got comfortable, she just didn't stop talking. Yeah. Um, so I think she's kind of found her happy medium. Um, our second guest, uh, Ranbir Parmar, longtime state head coach, um, you know, he took over from Donovan um, at state who had been there forever, um, was his assistant coach for about five years, took over the program. They've been perennially one of the top teams. They medaled a bunch in the ACAC, and if they're not medaling, they're right in the mix come playoff times. Uh, what are you looking forward to with the chat with Beer? Yeah, as you said, a really respected coach in the ACAC. State is a powerhouse of the ACAC, especially within um, the South region. Yeah, really looking forward to talking with him, especially his scouting ways. He's a very good scouter on other teams. Um, and yeah, State are just an incredibly tough team to play against. Um, no matter where they are in the standings, you know that they're going to give you hell night in and night out. So yeah, excited to pick his brain. And before we get into these, Tori, you want to talk about Canada beating the U.S.? Should we talk about it or, like, how big that was or not? That's uh, wonderful, but good for Canada. Obviously, they uh, have some of the most talented players in the world, um, and no one likes the U.S., so I think Canada did <laughs> the Canada did the world a favour outside of the U.S., but um, I obviously haven't been here for a while, been away, but... Uh, I'm going to give another shout-out to the Australian Matildas, our soccer team in the World Cup, getting fourth 
unbelievable achievement from a small country that soccer is not even anywhere in our uh, probably not in our top five sports. So sure, sure. very very proud of the way our girls um, battled and the way that the whole world of sport was changed within Australia with how well that they did. Uh, sorry, you kind of skipped across. Did the boomers was Australia at the World Cup or how did they do? To get in this with you, I don't I don't stoop down to your level. All I'm saying Quite is low. bring back Lamanis. Bring back Lamanis. Bring you back. I'll, bring I'll back. just say this. An Olympic bronze is a lot more valuable than a World Cup bronze. We'll take an Olympic bronze any day, which is a tick off the box for the boomers. You guys, you guys got reffed into that game, but uh, oh. we'll talk about that a later date. Let's go with our interview with Alana Olson right now. Welcome to this edition of Hold My Clipboard. I am Chris King. With me, as always, is Tori Dugan. And our guest today is ACAC All-Canadian Alana Olson from the Lakeland Rustlers. Alana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we searched long and hard to find Alana here, uh, but we found her at practice and said, hey, how do you feel about the podcast? And she said, I guess. I legally couldn't say no, so. That sounds awful that we can force you into it. But no, pumped to have you here, Alana. Um, Very interesting story, I think, like in terms of the growth that you've went through and kind of your career to become an ACAC basketball player. Do you want to start about how you got a love for basketball? Because I have a great story of recruiting you. I have a couple great stories of recruiting you, but why don't you tell us how you got into basketball? Into basketball, just in general? Yep. Um, I started playing, I think when I was in grade eight, it was never really a thing in Maidstone. Um, definitely like a hockey town, just like typical. <laughs> every, every, every Alberta town. Yeah. There. I was Saskatchewan. Super <laughs> yes, we know she's from Saskatchewan. Okay. Um, I was super into horse riding, as you guys know. So that, that took up most of my time. And then I got into high school and they're like, do you want to play basketball? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll give it a shot. The first couple of years I played, I wasn't super into it. And then in grade nine, they're like, do you want to try out for the senior team? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll be so sick. <laughs> and um, then that was kind of when things changed for me. And I was like, oh, I actually really like the sport. And, you know, I'm not terrible at it. So then I played club that year. And then kind of from that point on, I was like, this is kind of my thing now. So, yeah, that was like the beginning of it. It was never something I started when I was super young. Like my parents, my dad played in high school, but my mom was never into it. My brother played, but like wasn't serious. So it's not a family thing. It was just kind of fell into my lap, I guess. So I got to see you play, you know, ladies league game. How old were you when you played in that ladies league game? Answer, answer this question and then I'll get yeah. to the next quick. Uh, I think it was my high school like history grade. teacher asked me, and I think I would have been in grade, probably grade <laughs> nine or 10. I was pretty young. So I think maybe Tori had reported. Someone had reported. No, I, we, I, th- I want to say we had an exhibition game in, uh, in Edmonton and we we're getting back late and uh, you got a call from a coach yeah. and we were in the vehicle with you. I and actually think it was Peter, to be honest. And your roster was my guy. Yeah, your uh, your roster for the next year was full. Like you'd stop recruiting, right? And then in speaker, it was like, "I've got a local kid for you. I'd love to take a look at." And you were like, "Oh, my roster's pretty full right now, but any local kid, I'll take a look at and give him a shot." And then shout out local kids. Yeah, thank thank fuck he took that plunge. <laughs> Yeah, so I, w- I watched you play in Ladies League. and uh, just I, I remember playing against Marissa. 
Marissa and Amanda, because Amanda <laughs> laced like eight threes on my head. It was so embarrassing. Of course. She never went inside the three-point line the whole time. I no, bet. we were playing, we were boxing one, and they're like, yeah, you'll defend her because you're young. And I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> so a lot of limbs, uh, a lot of feistiness flying all over the place. And I said, okay, there, there's something here. And um, obviously you played under the wrestler club program, like when it started up, when it wasn't officially ours, but it had the name. Mm-hmm. And then you go through high school and uh, the recruiting process you know, we started recruiting you. And, and the other story that I like to tell is uh, you made the Sask senior all-star game mm-hmm. and you went down there and I had three girls that had made that team. Do mm-hmm. you remember who they were, Alana? It was me, Ellie and Cass. You, Ellie and Cass Ford. And uh, you and Ellie Leafers, in my opinion, were the two best players in that game. So We, we played on the same team. I was, it's so funny. I was looking the other day. We have a picture of us sitting side by side. We that we, That was like 20 minutes into meeting and I was like, do you ever think like we were going to be here like an ACAC championship later? She's like, no. Cause you guys had all signed already. Yeah. Uh, and I th- did you get all-star of that game? Sure. Yeah. MVP yeah. That game. I don't know how though. Cause I remember thinking, I was like, man, I played like dog shit. And then they're like MVP. And I was like, this is rigged. Uh, but it was a very cool process because it was, you know, you weren't someone that I saw immediately and someone kind of, I, I do think it was Peter that might've gave me the heads up on you and then getting to watch you come and play and, I tell this story. I just told it to the freshmen. I know you don't love telling your story of like ACAC basketball, but I think it's relatable. Like it's really tough when you come out of high school to play ACAC or U sport, but I don't think people realize the level. Share with us a little about your first year and you can even share the the dislike you had for me at the end of that first year. But uh, talk about what that first year was like coming in as a local, not knowing because you had to be excited to play for your Mm -hmm. hometown team. It was really cool. I remember one of the first practices, um, Josh Ryan came and was doing interviews and he's like, oh, like how how exciting is this to play for Lakeland? And I was like, this has been my dream since I first came here. I remember one of the first games I came and watched was Cameo's fifth year night and my mom was bawling. She was just like (laughs) crying in the crowd and I was like, mom, I was like, we don't know these people. I was like, cut it out. Um, but it was so cool. It was like definitely surreal. I think the whole experience, because obviously I looked up to everyone who played for the wrestlers before I came here and it was like everyone and made someone I signed was like, Oh, like she's playing for the wrestlers. And I was like, I felt so cool. And then I came in first practice and I was like, fuck, like this is, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And I think that the, just kind of like that initial shock of realizing that, I had a ton of work and I'd had a whole bunch of people tell me like, oh, you have a really high ceiling, whatever, whatever. And I just thought it was going to come a lot quicker than it did. And it was just every practice I was just getting absolutely ripped apart. Like we had, I remember Ali and Haley and I was like, thank God that they're like two of the nicest people that I know because they were just every single practice just up in my shit. And I was like, I just, it was the worst. I would go home every day. And we had two of the other rookies, um, Pipes and Ellie, where they were playing a lot and they were like good. And I just remember being like, God, like these guys have it kind of good. Like this sucks for me. And it, I started feeling really bad for myself, which is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do in that situation is like put your head down and get to work. But I was like, why is this happening to me? You know, I should have prepared myself better. I should have got more opportunities in high school, blah, blah, blah. Because I know some people had like played club at a higher level and stuff. And I felt like I was like robbed of that experience, even though it was completely in my hands. And by about Christmas time, I was like, I don't know if this is really something that I love anymore. And second semester, so I played like a little bit in and out first semester, obviously. Um, Mostly just like garbage minutes, which I was fine with because I was like, yeah, sick. Like I can go in and just bomb up a couple of threes and call it a day. Um, 
And then second semester, I think I played the first two games. And then after that, I just fully like sat on the bench. And correct. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I kind of got to a point where I was debating if I like was going to come back or not. And I was like, I either have to fully buy in or just like sit here and just shut up for the rest of the year. And um, I think that's when Ellie and I started getting really close. And she kind of like pushed me into like, no, like you, you're here. You have to buy in like get something out of it kind of thing. And by the time we went to provincials at the time, I was really upset that I didn't get to play. And I really like, I remember after, after we won that first year talking to Jaden Haley and just being so upset and being like, I didn't contribute to this. I, I see you guys being so happy about this, but I don't feel like I can be the same level of happy. And what, what they said to me was like, you made us better every day in practice. And I think that like, as, as bad as I was feeling about myself in that moment, them saying that I was like, oh, I got to play against like all conference players in practice and like I helped them get to that point. And then, I mean, it was definitely too late, but like that next week I was like, shit, like I'm all in, like, let's go to nationals, <laughs> let's win it all. And then COVID obviously happened, but I, it was really hard because it took me so long to actually like buy in. And I think now looking back on it and what I tell all the rookies is like, you have to love it because you're not going to like it most of the time. And it's just like, basically, like if someone's telling you to buy in, pretend and one day you'll wake up and be like, oh, this is something that I really do care about. And I think that's kind of what happened to me. Unfortunately, it was just like I wasted however many months just being miserable and thinking that Chris hated me and that everyone else hated me and that the world was against me. But yeah, uh, I think some fair points in there. I think it's a really good look. <laughs> you looking back at yourself a lot. I think it's it's a pretty cool look. It's really hard for freshmen, and I tell all the freshmen, our program's really hard on freshmen. We churn them out because uh, we do demand a lot, but the potential was there for you the whole time. And for us, it was just about getting you able to play at that level. And, and me and Tori actually had comments and talks about you in that first year, right? Because um, your ceiling was extremely high. You could have took that situation any way you wanted to, and you could have pouted, and you could have transferred out and left or quit basketball, and, and no one were, would have really said anything. I think the thing that I thought was really cool was what you did after COVID, because after COVID, you had a fire under your ass to... Do you think you would have come back if we won that provincial year of... Uh, like if we went to nationals? No, no, no. Like, Do you think you would have come back if we didn't win after your first year? Um, yes, because I told my parents before that weekend, I said, I was like, you guys need to basically force me to come back another year. If I hate it at the end of my second year, I'm done. Yeah. But I was like, I owe it to myself and I don't have enough. Like I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to force myself. I need someone to tell me that I owe it to myself to give it another shot because I spent four months not trying enough basically, mm -hmm. but I, <laughs> COVID obviously a terrible thing and like the fact that we didn't get to go to nationals is a terrible thing but it was one of the best things that happened to me in like the trajectory of like my career I guess was it just gave me a lot of time to like think and reflect on that but yeah no I think I would have come back for a year for sure because I just I was like this can't be a one-off and then mm -hmm. me for the rest of my life being like I just wasted a year feeling bad for myself yeah because that COVID year was obviously super tough on everybody, but you went from like typical rookie stuff. You had a really hard time and then you came back. You used that COVID year where we couldn't really do anything, but you come back a new player and you could tell the difference in you as a person. Obviously we didn't get to play that year. Confidence too. 
Yeah. Um, but you were playing against an import that year against her in her spot. And it was either her or you in the starting lineup if we were to have games. And then I remember it was obviously going to be you and we all knew it was going to be you. But (laughs) you didn't know that. And Chris, one practice, just decided, okay, if there's a game next week, I'm going to split you first six, second six or or whatever. And you're in the starting lineup. Doesn't sound like me at all. And anyway, we get practicing and you were just like, what the fuck am I doing in this team? And just basically like woof, went over your head and probably took you, oh, what do you want to say? Like five, 10 minutes to kind of. I think it was a whole practice. I just remember that was our last practice, I think before Christmas. Cause like, let's just do a full scrimmage. And I was like, oh, great, sick. And then I'm like looking around and I'm like, see Jade, Haley, Bill, Tori. And I was like, one of us doesn't belong here. And I'm pretty <laughs> it's sure exactly. it's me. And it was just like, yeah, I like couldn't catch a pass. I kept on turning the ball over and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like this, I, and I, <laughs> Haley yelled at me and Haley doesn't yell at anybody. And I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get my shit together. Cause it was really bad. I do remember that. <clears throat> we all let you go. And then Haley yelled at and we were like, okay, like this might get somewhere. Which, and then it was like, you're here for a reason and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be here. We want you here. You're the only you're the only reason why you think that you shouldn't be here. And then, yeah, obviously after that year you came back, bigger, better, stronger than even the way you were in your second year. Um, but then you got here with injury early. Yeah, so just so the listeners get it hurt. Technically, Alana's second year was the COVID washout year. And so her her second year that Tori's about to describe is technically her third year at Lakeland. Go ahead. Yes. Um, First time we could probably do normal things. Uh, COVID was kind of getting on the mend, but we knew we had a season and you put in a bunch of work to be able to get into the position to start and kind of grow on what you had already built in that COVID year where we didn't play. You broke your foot or had a stress fracture. Yeah. Two, three weeks before season. It was was pretty close. Pretty close. uh, You could view this on uh, Second Bounce documentary. (laughs) Shout out. Shout out Nara Studios. Shout out. Kind of like, well, not kind of, it did. Your world kind of was set upside down, you Mm -hmm. could say. So talk about that moment when you were told that, okay, all of this work that you put in was basically put on hold for a while was you had a serious stress fracture in your foot. That was, it was like, not the worst thing. Cause I know that worst things have happened to people, especially playing basketball. And I knew it was going to be temporary, but I was just, I felt so robbed of what could finally be like, I was like, Oh, this can be like my season to like really contribute to the team. And it, <laughs> I remember saying to Chris after I found out, we like got the x-rays back and they're like, yeah, this is probably what's going on. And I was like, what is this trying to teach me? And he yeah. said, he's like, not everything has to be a lesson. And I was like, oh, so this just sucks. Like, <laughs> that's what you're telling me is this is just shitty. And um, yeah, I think that just because it had been so long since we'd played basketball, the last basketball game that I'd played was in whatever January 2020 like it was so long ago yeah yeah and I was just like okay so all of this work that I put in I basically like dedicated my summers to getting better because I wanted to like make this team better and prove that like I could be like a really big part of it and then it was just all of a sudden it's like okay well you have to wait another semester for it and I was like I don't like 
I was, I was so mad and I was once again, feeling really bad for myself as I was like, I don't want to wait another semester. Like I know that I'm ready to go now. And then I was mad at myself because I'd waited so long to like say something. Cause I was, it was pretty early in preseason that I was kind of moving around and I was like, something is not right. And yeah, it was just like, I was just so frustrated with myself and I got back to that whole, like, okay, the world's turning on me. This is the worst ever. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to waste another half of a season not helping my teammates be like not being a good teammate and just feeling bad for myself. And I think that I was like, gave myself like three days of being like, this fucking sucks. And then it was kind of back on the like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do about it now kind of thing. But no, that was, that was really hard. So how did, how did that second year feel on being a key part of the second championship, I guess we'll call it back to back with COVID squeeze in the middle, but what was the difference in feeling, uh, being a contributor, starting, playing major minutes, sometimes not starting when you came back off your injury, playing major minutes, but like being a major factor in that to talk about the difference that second year when you came off injury, how that felt or that process even it the coming back off of injury was really hard obviously you guys both know that because you were there and I was definitely not like a great teammate at times um and I think that was the whole thing of someone said it's like a quote it's like what's delayed is not denied and that took me a long time to like fully grasp is I just assumed that when I came back and I wasn't starting I was like well I'm never going to like get myself back in this position I've just like really screwed myself over And I guess like patience is a huge thing for me and I didn't want to have it. But once we started kind of get rolling and I realized I was like, just because I'm not starting, (laughs) it was like, you might not be starting, but you're finishing the games. And I realized that the first like four games I played, I was there. Like if we, if it was a close, close game, like I was playing till the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a big thing for me. And then just like, I don't know, once we kind of got rolling, it was I don't know. It was cool because we had players on our team that didn't play. And I was like, oh, now I like fully believed what Jaden Haley had told me in my first year. And that like I was really important because I was like the people who didn't play in the that second year that we won. I was like, those people were incredibly valuable. And it was just like a full circle moment for me being like, thank you guys so much for pushing me every day in practice and being a good teammate because I wasn't that. Um, so I was really grateful for that. And just like, I remember saying the night that we won, I was like, this is like the best night of my life, like to this <laughs> point. And it, it was, it was honestly so sick. Just like getting to play at home. Like I had so much of my family there and the, the crowd was just like insane. I look back on videos all the time. It was just packed. And I was like, this is, this is the best feeling ever. And that, that whole, like this whole like, journey up to this point, I was like, that's all right. Like I'm okay with it now. Right. For people that don't know which would be quite a bit so Alana came back second semester didn't play a single game first semester she came back second semester um off the bench first game you could tell it's like first game vibes want to go out there do everything and didn't really fall into her lap like she probably wanted it to yeah against kings it wasn't great um but then yeah second game we could obviously tell that okay she's getting a ship back we knew you were going to get it back quicker but um, full 360 from your first year, not playing a single minute in the provincial tournament in Medicine Hat of 2019-2020 season. But then the 22 provincials, that final game in particular, you played such a critical role for our team and was essentially the, the position that Nate could not contain. 
So talk about what that was like for you, being on the bench your first year to fast-forwarding to your second year of eligibility and playing such a key role. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, in the championships, I was just so fired up. Anytime I was on the court, it was I was just like, this is the best feeling ever. And I'm not usually like that when I'm playing basketball. I'm usually like, I'm going to go fuck someone up. But I was thinking, (laughs) I was like, this is pretty sick to be playing here. Um, but that game against Nate, we like started off really hot and I, I said, cause I remember we were doing interviews for second bounce. Um, sure. the night, yeah, the <laughs> night before, uh, I was talking to Jesse and Kim and, and they were like, Oh, like whatever, how did your game go? And I was like, I'm not usually like, a, I don't really start off really hot in games. I usually am like a third quarter type of person. And that championship game against Nate, it was like the first quarter. I was just like, I was like, holy fuck. I was like, we're rolling right now. Yeah. And I, I, it was just like so much energy. And anytime, anytime there was like a sub call, I was like, don't be me. Don't be me. Don't be me. And it just never happened. And I was like, this is like, it was, it was so cool. Just like getting that opportunity. And I, I'm really like proud of myself for being so appreciative of it in the moment. And just like fully going like balls to the walls the entire time, because little first year Lana would be like, yeah, like good job. Like, and that was kind of, that was a cool feeling for me. Well, you see that now. Um, you lead by example every day in practice. You don't need to be the best player on the floor with technicality of skills-wise stuff, but you just are the best player on the floor because every time you step on the floor in practice, you just want to fucking win and you're going to do whatever it takes to win. And I will say selfishly that reminds me of myself a lot because you don't need to lead by yelling at everyone, which obviously I did quite a bit, but you, I would say, are a lot quieter this year. And we had a little bit of a talk recently. Um, yeah, you're, I'm like, Alana, what's, what's going on here? But um, no, you're, you're a lot quieter this year, but you're just, you don't really need to talk because you're leading by example and people know that, like, this is, this is your team. Yeah, so the third year, Alana, essentially, that we got last year to now your fourth year, uh, coming off those two championships, uh, and and Alana stepping up in the conference finals, it was going to happen anyways. But we had Jade uh, Cook, all conference player, get injured in the semifinals, so Alana had to play more minutes, and, and it helped us. It helped us small ball. Third year, um, coming off of two championships, we lose our starting center. We lose the player of the year. We lose Haley Summers to an injury. We lose Jaden Cook. We lose lose Zaya Black. So of our top six, we lose five of them off that championship team. Last year, we go 10-10. and We get knocked out in a playing game. What was that ride like last year for you compared to the first two? It's the worst. It was. It's so funny. Maybe some details. (laughs) Period. Um, It's so funny because looking back at my first year, I, I was like, I just want to be you know a good player I don't care if my team wins like I just want to play or whatever that could not be more false I would sit on the bench for a championship team five years in a row than compared to what happened last year that was just like I never had that like feeling like the happiness that I felt when we won those championships even in the year that I didn't play was like triple anything that I felt last year it was just constantly like it was, it was cool feeling like I was a good player, but I went home at night and I was like, my team fucking lost. Like yeah. it doesn't mean anything. And it, it took me a while to realize that winning is everything. And level I'm five, level five. 
Yeah, it took me a while to get there, and I feel like some days I'm still not solid five. But um, this year, that's what I'm trying to like learn from last year. Like it was whatever it was, what it was, and I still feel like I'm very like hesitant about a lot of things that happen. But I I'm okay not being the best player because I know that this team is like has a way better chance to be a championship team and it's already like this quick into the season and I feel like I realize that I just try to try to like black out last year from my mind well, was there any lesson so uh Lana was first in uh points per game in the north and first in rebounds per game in the north conference so impressive uh first team all-star and uh Second year in a row, we've had an all-Canadian, third all-Canadian of our program history. So, like, those are huge things, Alana, and, and, you, and you worked hard. You deserve those things. As a coach, very proud to see your growth. More proud to hear you talk about winning and what it means, um, I think. Those lessons, you want to black it out. Trust me, I would love to black it out. But but me as a coach and you as a player, we all had to learn lessons, right? Tori, luckily, didn't have to be here for those lessons. She was out playing. Yeah, she was out playing. <laughs> um, so now she comes back to this. The change, uh, so we're about, I think my practice sheet has it, we're about practice 20 right now by the time this drops. So 20-ish practices in. What is the feel, the vibe, the practices like compared to last year? Obviously, we don't have the gameplay, but um, we've definitely had a, I would say a flip of the coin here since our UFC weekend, but how is it different from your last year when we went 10 and 10 or is it the same feeling kind of out there at practice? No, I would say it's different. I think I credit that a lot to we're a little bit older this year, having Jade and Haley back and Allie back and Ellie back, just not feeling like I was just like the only person who had been here for a championship, like having those for people who have won before I think that's like crazy valuable and I didn't realize that and like what Tori said I don't I'm a lot quieter this year I don't feel like I need to be like saying so much in practice because I it's like I can go and I can hustle and I know that the people on our team this year are going to look at that and say okay I need to do that as well and I don't know if that's just like a, a respect thing because they realize that I wasn't dog shit or if it's just that we have players who like care a little bit more, but um, no, I would say I feel a lot less pressure and that's just like a personal thing. But I also know that it's like dispersed throughout the, the older players too. And I think that our rookies are like, they're definitely, and I mean, this is early to say, but they're definitely more bought in than the people that we had last year. And it's already like, whether or not that's going to stay for the whole year, I really hope it for does. Sure. But um, no, I, I, <laughs> we don't have to be like, Hey, like this is our culture. This is, you know, you got to wear wrestler gear. You got to be this much early. It's just like, they, they picked up on it a lot earlier. And I know that's like small things, but we talk about it all the time. That's, that's why we have such a good program. And it's so funny, like seeing that and being like, Oh, I don't have to worry about this rookie not showing up on time or not bringing their practice gear or, you know, not being engaged because I just know that they know that that's the standard because we have five, six people who, that's that's all we know kind of thing right. so yeah speak of i guess going into this season we are hosting nationals um we get an automatic bid in which is awesome but that's obviously not what you want to just play for you want to play for undefeated season again and get an acac gold and then see where we're at at nationals obviously getting a national gold where 
do you see yourself within the team this year with having a little bit more, I guess, a little bit more firepower? Because last year you had to be the scorer. You had to lead everybody. You had to carry the grunt of all the rebounding, all of the scoring. This year we got a little bit more to add to the roster with more scoring weapons. Where do you see yourself taking this team this year? That's a great question because I feel like I want to ask you guys that. But <laughs> we, um, uh, we haven't had our individual meetings yeah, yet. so That was what is, I was yeah, going to ask, but good. I guess I'll good. just keep it. Um, yeah, that's – I think after playing these past, like, preseason games, which are just – they're ugly. We had, like, we had a uniform. They happened. Yeah. yeah. Happen. Scrimmage was good. Scrimmage was really good. Yeah. Um, I It was kind of – it's weird. I feel like I'm still, like, not really sure how I'm going to, like, adjust to it, but – I know that I could just be like a rebounder and just run the floor and just like, if I get an open three, great. If not, I'm going to go get a rebound for somebody else. And I know that that's like, that's a, that's a role that needs to be filled. Um, because like you said, we have a lot of people who can score probably a lot easier than I can. Um, and that's totally okay because I know that I can still contribute in different ways, but it is something that I feel like it's weird for me to adjust. And we talked about this after practice the other day is I just feel like I'm not really doing a lot right now. And I know that's going to change after we like get playing together and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's weird, but I also know that I'm not doing nothing. And I think that, you know, past me would be like, Oh, all you're doing is rebounding. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's like really important. Like I'll go, I'll go grab, you know, 15 rebounds a game. If that's what they're paying me for, like I'll go do it. (laughs) And, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And also just like I I feel like I have a lot more trust in my teammates and I don't feel like I need to be the person who goes out and scores however many points a game because there's going to be – we're going to have 10, 10, 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to have someone scoring 30 points a night, which is kind of like more like our championship teams were. He might want to say something, but you brought up one thing there about other people that can score probably better and easier than you. Totally disagree. Disagree. Nobody can score. You have a lot more confidence in me than I do. (laughs) Well, nobody can score on all three cylinders like you can. Um, Yeah, you rebound, you got a great pull-up, you shoot the piss out of the ball on the three-point line. Um, Big and athletic. Yeah. You essentially can can throw you out and know what we're going to get from you and more. But I would say one thing this year that has been really awesome on your point is um, you're letting the game come to you a little bit more which is really nice to see. You're not forcing things. You're kind of just letting it roll out. And when you get the ball, you take your chances, which for me personally, it's massive growth in a short amount of time. Yeah, I think your efficiency numbers, once we start getting in stat and huddle back, I think your efficiency numbers will be high. I, I think uh, hearing you talk uh, makes me really proud as a coach because just what you've gone through and just the maturity of your mindset to where you are from your first year and anyone could have gave up at any point but it it's interesting to to hear you speak about that group because uh just wanting to win puts you in a different headspace than than anything else right i i think that you are clearly there but um your problem right now that you're suffering is you have a dumb coach so he's changed the system He's making everyone play different. We have he's that done. on camera. We yeah. have that recorded. He, you make me have to think that. He's, I'm like, this he's yeah. Dumb he's uh, he's changed the entire system, the style of play, and everything to to try to fit this personnel. So the easy play for us would be just to roll out what we've done the last few years with this group, and everyone be really comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
in my mind, the big picture at the end of the year we're trying to get to looks a little different than the picture we had the last couple of years. And uh, everyone's going through a little struggle as they're trying to find comfortable spots on the floor and where to be. But um, it's starting to come. You can, you can feel it's starting to come. I want to shift gear from you, 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 even though this is your interview. So, of course, it's, it's you. It's not all about me. It's all about you. Um, <laughs> I, so now that you've been in the league, Alana, yeah. favorite place to play? Lakeland. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Worded that bad. I'm going to say, come on, man. That was just a given. Yeah. Not Lakeland, because uh, obviously our gym is awesome, and that championship was unreal, and it was loud, and half a Maidstone was in the stands, and that was sick. It's uh, just that, that <laughs> corner. Of that the whole corner. It's yeah. a lot of family. We took a whole section. Yeah, we have a Maidstone corner. It'll be there at Nationals. They got a whole aisle. Uh, but yeah, a place that you've enjoyed going, or maybe you hate going to. Like, I don't know. I think I hate more gyms and I like more gyms. Okay. I I like playing at Red Deer because they have a really like big nice court and a lot of people don't like the depth reception there, but I really liked it. <laughs> I also the the last two times we played there, I played really well, so I feel like you I gotta take that. I have yeah, to. Good. Um, I have never won in Keanu, so I hate hate that. I also did, really yeah. yeah I, I've gone zero and four. Holy bad. I've never bad beat Keanu because the times that we beat them, I was not playing. Oh, okay. 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 So okay. maybe maybe I'm a scratch when <laughs> Um uh, I actually I like playing at Nate too. I feel like always we play like decent there. It's a fun gym. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. It smells a little weird, but I like it. No, did just because the, the wall's so close to the hoops, I feel like kind of makes it a little bit easier there. And the floor, the color of the floor, I don't know, it gives me good floor. I, I like playing it. I like playing it's an uh, Australian color floor. That's why it's got the uh, It must be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best player you played against? Oh. Any any practice games? Who, who's best player and player you hated playing against, maybe? Well, I would say Tori and Bill are the best players I've played against. Okay, player you hated the most? Oh, you can also say Tori yeah, and Bill. For people that don't know, Alana and I have had a few words on yeah. the court quite a lot. <laughs> No, I wouldn't say. Um, I was actually thinking about this today. I I always had a hard time playing against Lauren Cardinal because she rebounded just as hard as I did, which made my job a lot harder because she would actually box me out. And I was like, what the hell is this? No one else does this. Right. Um, and she's just, she was just strong. I just She was like the first person I played against after I actually started playing in my second year. And, and she was pretty tough. Um, but nothing... I wouldn't say I hated her. I would just say she was good. Sure. I don't know. I'm trying to think now. That would be, that's a good one. I feel like, especially in my fifth year, she, and it might've only been against us, but she definitely she popped off quite a bit. Hard. Yeah. yeah she she just goes at everything. Credit to her. Um, so my questions would be, who do you think our biggest rival is? In the north or the south, or just everybody? Anybody, yeah, oh yeah. God. I feel like I, ha- I'm just putting my personal emotions into give, this. You can give one for north, you, one you south. Played, you played long enough. Um, yeah. I would say not. I would never think that I was ever going to be like, oh, they're going to be our biggest rival. But Briarcrest, like, just because I just love beating them. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> and I think that. I don't know, just from what I've heard, they think that they're going to wipe the floor with us, and that always is, like, kind of annoying to hear. Right. Um, and then I always love beating Augustana. It's the best to beat them, especially at their at gym. At their gym. Yeah. yeah. Nothing better. Uh, 
so Briarcrest we play in preseason. Skeppel mm-hmm. for sure is listening to this. So they'll well, obviously we play now in league, right? Dun, so, dun, dun. And for those that don't know, uh, Lana <clears throat> somehow magically got a concussion last year when we played Briarcrest. It so wasn't magical. It just got a concussion. She oh, just got a concussion. So I think we lost. Go we lost Chris. close there. We lost. It was the you guys drew up a. A play for a three for Tim at the end. And if we only had a three point shooter to draw a playoff, oh, I was sitting out. Living in the past. Yes. You know? Get over it. Uh, but Briarcrest yeah, did beat us. <laughs> Briarcrest beat us. We lost to Briarcrest, Alana or no Alana. Alana uh, was at home in the black room. Uh, so this year, Briarcrest will come to us and hopefully Alana's out of the black room. So that would be a nice oh, change. Yeah. I have to agree with you on the Augustana thing. The uh, Augustana games are always physical, they're always good games. Yeah. Uh, who would you say, Tori, just out of curiosity? Uh, my first two years. Easily Nate, okay. because we went 22-2, and two, there were two losses, 24-0, and 0, um, they were our closest games, and they ended up obviously winning the whole thing. Right. Um, I would say in my fifth year, kind of got back to that, but they only obviously peaked late. I forgot about them because we... Uh, I did. Oh, I That's, don't like playing in so. Right. As a, I would say, yeah, fourth and fifth year more so was Keanu, but I overall as a whole... It would be night. Okay. Yeah. It's just, yeah. that's a, that's a good point. I just, I never got to that point because the last like five games we played against them, we beat them by like 30. Yeah. Yeah. It, Todd era. Todd era. Yeah. yeah it would yeah. definitely be it. And yes, uh, Keanu, just because those two years was that 20, the year before COVID and then my fifth year was expected to be us two top two, mm-hmm. um, especially for those two years. And we got a lot of friendships with some of the format players like Mo or whatnot, but right. um, yeah. I love, I do love beating Augustana, but I could say the same about Concordia. I could say that literally anybody in yeah. the North yeah. love beating. No one I that's don't the, love beating. That's the, de- I guess the downside pro side of the playing everyone four times. Uh, you guys know how I feel about the schedule. Playing everyone four times is just silly. Um, it was just too many games. I think three would have been good. Kind of got boring. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love the new schedule. I love that we're going to see everyone. I love we're going to see all these good cell teams this year, whether it's on the road or at home. It's it's awesome for the league. I think it's awesome for the players to go to places they haven't seen. So you will lose a little lust on the rivalry games, I would say, um, just because like uh, we start with Concordia. So we play them early in the year, and then we won't see them again until mm. maybe playoffs. And that's yeah. weird. I feel like you should play... Concordia and then Nate and then maybe play them in the second semester or something like that. But uh, it also is, it's kind of cool though because then you get like rivalries with the South teams. Yeah, like the yeah. South teams were pretty irrelevant until you got to playoffs, and now I'm like, like I want to beat St. Mary's, I want to beat Lethbridge. Yeah. yeah, like it's a little bit more relevant because you get to see these players, and then the next year you get to see them again. You're like, okay, well, let's go again. Yeah, no, for sure. We're gonna have Sate on right after. I bet you Sate's gonna be good. By the way, so they'll be one of those. <laughs> teams they were quite they quite were scouting us. So yeah. Yeah, they're front and center. Our, we are circled on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, um, and then my last question would be uh, getting a little bit on the player side here. We haven't asked this question to anyone. Uh, do you have any bets on? Well, not bets. bets. Sorry, any Scratch bets? Scratch I'm not a betting man. So there is no bets. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? <laughs> do you, you can tell uh, she's Australian betting on horses? Uh, any bets? On, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Also, I was a horse girl as well, like Alana. Um, do you have any predictions on player of the year or specific all Canadians that you think might come out this year that maybe weren't included last season? And if they were, you can name them if the player of the year, but any all Canadians, I would say. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's so many new people on you the ACAC so. this year. 
well, I'm not going to say myself because I don't think that's maybe accurate. Um, I, I don't know. That's just not something I really think about. And I think that there's so many different players in the ACAC this year that I've never seen play or mm-hmm. played against. I think it's always like I'd never played against Courtney Austin until we played her against UFC. So I like never really had that like, okay, I played against her. I know how good she is. Yeah. And there's so many players. That I'm like, I've never played against you. I don't actually know how good you are. I know the numbers that you put up, but that right. doesn't mean shit. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. how you're getting those numbers. Like you, you didn't put up crazy numbers and you're still the best player that I played against. Like, and that's kind of the thing is I feel like I don't really have a good feel on it. I'll I, flip it then. If coach held her back, by the way, she had the same problem. Is that it? Um, I'll flip it quickly. Cause yes, that is a tough question. Kind of put you on the spot there. Um, ACAC gold game prediction. Mm. I'm going to put us in there. Cause obviously, Bet on yourself. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Hmm. I feel like, and I'm, I like to always think that the North is the better conference because we're in it. And I like to think that we're the best of the best, but absolutely. I would say like a state, St. Mary's someone, someone from the South that's just like sneaky. I don't, let's not to just shit on Briarcrest. I don't think that it's going to be them. I mean, Fair enough. prove them wrong, cool. But I would say probably someone from the South. The North last year, like, we talked about this a lot and how, like, we went to nationals and watched ACC, just, like, the level of competition in Canada and how ACC did not have the best year. Um, so I feel like I'm just a little bit, like, not sure about the North. I don't know. I would say Kings is going to be strong again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would I would like to put us and then yeah, a Seder, St. Mary's, Lethbridge. They're all like switching players. They're just yeah. like trading them. <laughs> they really back are. and forth. No, I, I would agree. I would agree. I would probably go with if there was one other team, I would go with Sate. I feel like Ramby is just yeah. Sneaky. He's got something under there. Uh, uh <clears throat> that being said, I would say the those two teams, uh Briarcrest and Red Deer that you talk about, like they're returning huge chunks yeah. of their team. So you can never discount how good those two teams are going to be, especially early with so many kids back. And uh, because older, because that's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, older and better. I think the South's going to be actually just an absolute battle. You know, those two teams, uh, Leftbridge is going to be good. They'll be a good team that misses out for sure. See, yeah, <clears throat> someone with this silly playoff format is going to miss out of being in the Final Four, probably in the South. Um, whereas I think that the North is probably more wide open. I think the South, they're going to really like claw if there's a quality team so we'll yeah. find out on these road trips but because the north turned over like augustana turned over yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. concordia turned over a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. lakeland's got a new roster so uh yeah lakeland's old yeah <laughs> lakeland returns uh, ancient people <laughs> alana you're four do you feel like you're old out there yet or do you still feel like you're one of the kids out there on the floor have you guys not seen me try and tie my shoes because i have back problems now i feel fucking ancient <laughs> I just thought this is the injury that you're going with this year. You always choose one injury. No. And this is your thing. I feel I feel like I still act young. Probably the rookies right now are like, what's she on? Like, why does she think that she's like chill with us? When I realize that I'm four years older than them. But I don't know. I still feel like I have my youthful glow. That's actually a very big positive for you because I know as I got older, and this is no disrespect to past rookies that I played with, I wanted to get them involved as much as possible. But at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I'm fucking 18 years old. Like, definitely, like, just different 
looks on life, different uh, likes, interests, that kind of stuff. It's all fun. You outgrow games. the stuff that they like, right? Yeah, until you but. compare them to like people that I know that are that age, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm yeah, old. Hundred percent. Like these are people that were in grade like eight when I was in grade twelve. Like, yeah. I try not like, to think about that. <laughs> what did Caitlin say today? I was, oh, she was well, the other day. She was born. Hadn't even started or something. Yeah, and she wasn't even in high school by the time I was in like my second year of college. <laughs> oh, just keep that babies, shit to yourself. I don't need to hear it. No. The last one, and I'm putting her on the spot here. So mm. if this goes the way I want, Kim, make sure we clip this and uh, get this on a reel. Oh boy, what's it gonna be like to see your fifth year night with your family and your coach that's been beside you for seven years? I say this all the time. This is so <laughs> funny. I. I want a fifth year night to make you say good things about me in front of other people. Well, and I say good things about you all the time, but I'd your like face, you maybe not all yeah, the time. Actions speak louder than words in front of the people that you're expressing yourself. You've actually been really nice to me this year. No, um, thinking about my fifth year makes me want to cry all the time because I'm going to have the whole town of mates on there. Well, I got three of them this year to do. So I'll be warmed up. Yeah, good luck with that. So it'll be a cry fest. But please don't recruit a fifth year next year because I kind of <laughs> want it to be my own You want own your own thing. show. Every fifth yeah. year wants their own show. Oh, yeah. 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 When Ali and Ange decided to dip, I was like, oh, lone star. Let's keep it this way. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, we'll wrap on that. Alana, thanks for coming out and joining us tonight. Get back to your studies. We will check in after preseason. I know you're studying. I know you're going to get a 4.0. Uh, get that academic old Canadian. And... Uh, we will chat with you sometime in season so you can update us on what you saw out of the South and who you think is going to win once you see all these teams play. Sound good? Perfect. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> uh, Tori, great chat with Alana. Uh, squeezed in there. Obviously, we have a lot of history with her. Uh, thoughts about um, hearing Alana talk about her years of Lakeland? She spoke very well. Yes, very, very, very well. proud of yeah. her. I, uh, not that I didn't think she was incapable of, but uh, yeah, she spoke extremely well. Yeah, we... Obviously, I've been through quite a bit together and very proud of her growth as a player, but also just as more as a person. Um, super excited to see what she brings this year. I don't think that she's reached her capabilities yet, which is super scary. Uh, but yeah, it's always great to talk with uh, an old teammate of mine and someone that I coach, just a hell of a competitor. Um, great to get her on. If any other players are out there that are wanting to get on, please reach out to us. Yeah, well, uh, let's be honest. They're going to text you, not me, just because I'm like 100 years old. But you guys can text Tori or me or even hit us up on Instagram and just DM us. Um, the thing I love about Alana's story is, one, she grew up wanting to play here and watching our games. I think that's just, I think it's so cool. The cameo story in her fifth year night got me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's so cool to hear a player wanting to play somewhere and it meaning so much. And then the second part, and I tell the Jaden Haley story to our rookies, and I will soon be telling the Atlanta story to our rookies, is she hit it on the head. Like, she played a little in the first semester, but she didn't play from January on that whole playoff stretch uh, that we won our first championship. And she could have easily left. And the re resiliency of her to stay and how she decided to work harder and be better and because she believed in what we we're doing and she believed in herself is... Something that I think sometimes young athletes miss, it's okay to face adversity. It's okay to not be the best player on a team. It's okay. You know, I went through the same thing when, as, as a freshman, I went to Concordia and I thought I was hot shit. Um, and I just kind of sat on the bench and I always tell the story about 
the first game, first league game, um, I had all my friends come over to watch and, uh, I would have been 11th or 12th man. Uh, and someone got hurt on the floor and, uh, coach nickel yelled, Hey, we need the med kit. And I was the closest one to the med kit. So I had to carry the med kit out on the floor and all my friends stood up and clapped for me. And they're like, what a care of the med kit kinger. And they just chirp, chirp me. Um, you know, super humbling experience, but you know, in full circle, it made me more driven and the athletes that end up succeeding, not only in sport, but lots of times in life, they need some of that. You have, you can't just be the best all the time. And it was cool to hear her talk about that. Yeah. And it, please prove me wrong. The younger, gener- younger generations coming in, but you see that now people just get recruited and they expect it to get given to them. Even with the conversations you might have with them, they still think it's guaranteed. And Alana was a prime example of nothing's guaranteed. You've got to go out and get it and you can't feel sorry for yourself because yeah, we, we saw her feel sorry for herself and then turn it around and become the player that she is now. So yeah, really proud of her. Yeah, and hearing her talk about the stuff she goes through in the dock on second bounce with the injury and stuff and just having her talk it here, I could relive the the visual of that. So really cool to hear her talk. Um, you know, I think she's pretty motivated. I think she's enjoying this year with a lot of older players uh, insulating her. So we're excited with what the potential is uh, of her and this group. But, um, well, let's let's get to our talk with Ranbir. Um, always great chatting with him. Got a chance to catch up with him uh at the UFC weekend. So without further ado, here's our interview with the legendary state coach. Today's guest on Hold My Clipboard is the state Trojan women's head coach. Uh, He's been the head coach since 2015, assistant coach since 2010. So that's a long haul with the state Trojans. Before that, assistant coach with the UFC Dinos from 05 to 08. Coached at Sir Winston Churchill and started his coaching career in 1997 with Victoria High School Boys and Coaching Club, and then switched over to the dark side, coaching females. Today's guest, Ranbir Parmar. How are you doing, Beer? Uh, doing fantastic. Just left the gym there for practice, and so I uh, live in the best light. And tell us about practice today. Girls got after it. Uh, I appreciate you uh, forcing me to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, we got the chance to catch up on the weekend, which is which is always great. Um, it's nice to chat basketball and kind of see what everyone else is doing. And, you know, you guys are coming off a year where you guys had kind of, uh, the playing situation happen, which is a, a new thing for us. Um, take us through kind of the ups and downs cause you guys battled some injuries and some players not being there. Um, talk about your overview of last year's season, um, and kind of what happened with your, uh, I guess that'd be the 23 season. Yeah. Last year was uh, a lot different than we uh, had the experience uh, in the past. Uh, usually, because we're a two-year school, uh, our first semester is a lot of teaching new players about our systems and our philosophies and stuff like that. Usually, we're a lot stronger at the end of the season. Uh, last year, I think we were 8-1 and at the break and then uh, ran into uh, that injury bug that really uh, uh, turned our whole season around. And we were uh, battling against that uh, most of the season uh, to the end of the season where, you know, we got a a week there in February where we weren't sure we were going to be able to feel the team. You need five players to start a game. And uh, honestly, I'm not kidding. I wish it was a joke. Uh, we thought that we might not have five bodies uh, to put on the floor to, to start the uh, the game. And now, so sir, we're going uphill uh, that way. Yeah. So freak injury, like what, what type of things popped in over the course of the year there? 
it was a, a lot of stuff that, that impacted us uh, for longer term stuff. And so we've got um, two that were concussions, one uh, that's uh, not with the team and another one that's still uh, on a kind of return to play protocol from a concussion last year. Uh, Skylar McDonald is uh, uh, a face that we've seen in uh, our uniform uh, for quite a bit and uh, we're missing not having her uh, active on our roster right now. And so she's still coming back from that, but we ran into uh, knee and hip and ankle, uh, you name it, uh, it was head to toe uh, from uh, the concussion stuff right down to the ankles. <laughs> and sometimes when it rains, it pours, like sometimes you just, you have those years, you can't avoid it. Now, you guys were injured a lot. You guys still managed to take us out. So, um, you know, just another feather in your cap beating us in the, in the, in the and race. Just, and I was there for that game. Another another L, you know, I talk about all the losses that I was a part of first semester. But when we up quite big at the start. Big halftime lead, yeah. Yeah, and then. Coach, coaching. Just, Once again, coaching cost us. This is the common theme here in tonight's podcast here. Uh, no, I, but you guys had some players. It's just the depth uh, hurt. You guys, you guys definitely had some players. Now, in my opinion, Celtics was much stronger last year. Um, there was some good top end teams, and the South Division ended up clustered together um, with this kind of split format. So you guys ended up in the playoff with uh, Ambrose and Olds, and Briar, the winner had to play Briarcrest. Is that how that worked? Yeah. Uh, so you guys. Well, no, I'm being. Uh, so for us, we. Uh, in that mix of the, the teams, we ended up playing Olds in, in the playoff. Yeah. And right. so uh, it was us and Olds and uh, Briarcrest that were in. Uh, and those those teams got through and uh, Ambrose was the team that, that got left out. Right. So you played them in Briarcrest. We and... played uh, No, Olds. they played Olds. Olds, oh, sorry. Olds won that game Bot, and played right. Briarcrest. Bot, right. Right, the yeah. winner had to play a broadcast. That's that's right. Uh, the reason why I have trouble with this playoff format, Tori, is I hate it. I hate the playing games. Uh, um, I'm old school. So with this new playoff, before we talk about this year's squad, first time us going back to that format, you were around when this used to be the norm, the playing north and south. Everything kind of cycles through. How did you find playing uh, all the teams, the travel? Because uh, you guys in Calgary are blessed to have some games that are very close for you guys and you don't have to travel too much. How did your team handle it? Did you like it as a coach traveling all over and seeing teams? What was your thoughts? So my favorite thing about what we do as coaches in this league is my, my friends are all you guys, my the, the peers that uh, are in the league. And so not getting a chance to see you guys all the time. Uh, when we went to that split uh uh, format uh, it wasn't any fun and so yeah. but that when you weigh in the travel and stuff like that uh, like the weekend that we went up to play you uh, we played you on the Friday night and then had to go to uh, Keanu and travel uh, for the Saturday night game and so we were lucky enough to manage uh, W's uh, both nights and so uh, um, certainly you know it, it's something you know uh, that is for me I think part of the ACC experience 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to talk about a road trip like that. And so, you know, you're sitting around with uh, the kids or the grandkids and uh, reliving uh, the, the the times he had as an ACAC player. That's part of it. And so I'm glad uh, that we're doing that. That's so tough. Yeah. Because we'd leave, we'd leave on the Thursday 
to play on the Friday. And oh, when well, the tech schools have a lot of like extra, la- correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of extra labs that they can't miss sometimes, like with your guys' travel. Is that not what happens with you guys in Nate a little bit? So we're, we're pretty good. Uh, they, they work around it uh, with okay. us. They, uh, the programs are quite uh, um, flexible for us. And so they make it so they, uh, yeah, so have an opportunity not to miss. But certainly there is uh, the odd time that we've had. And every school has to deal with practicums and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, um, you know, when it comes to uh, getting that academic portion down, it's just as important. But uh, um, certainly don't want anybody uh, being in a position where they got to make a choice. Yeah. And just for the record, uh, we went over to St. Mary's beat us on the way back. So the travel didn't affect you guys rocked a four Oh trip there. So travel doesn't hurt that much. Yeah. Well, we got the big budget too. So we fly out that, <laughs> you know, we'll get that used to the climate and the, uh, the altitude and stuff like that. So, uh, I'll yeah. make sure to mention that to Wade for you guys. We'll direct flights to Lloyd Minster next year. Oh gosh. Uh, before we, like Chris said, before we get into this year's team, you spoke about last year's team having the injury bug. You guys had seven players on the roster for playoffs. Yeah. So when you played I, against Olds, what was that like going into a playing game with seven players? Because that would have been incredibly tough when you're expecting to have your team fit and healthy by that time. So one of the things uh, we could have did and so why I mentioned Skylar McDonald uh, out with a concussion for about a month before that playing game, she got cleared for the concussion the week of the game. And so it was a decision we made as a coaching staff uh, where we were looking big picture. And so we didn't want to take a chance with Skylar uh, coming back early and especially the intensity of a playoff game where maybe she wasn't ready to play at the pace that that playoff game was going to be at. And so as a, as a staff, you know, for her, um, for her health, we made a decision not to play her, not to dress her. We could add one more. And again, uh, Skylar, for the years she, she's been with us, uh, ever since she got there, has been our starting point guard. And so would that have been a factor? You never know how it's going to work out. But we certainly, uh, you know, felt that. Uh, and with seven players, a uh, lack of depth. And, you know, not even depth, with just seven bodies, uh, you know, eight bodies uh, that were in uniform and stuff like that. It really does at times tie your hands. Uh, if you go look at the uh, the Canadian team at the World Cup there, uh, that uh, semifinal game against uh, Serbia, uh, and now all of a sudden all you know your first seven players all have two fouls and yeah. three half and stuff like that. So uh, uh, those kinds of things uh, impact uh, how the game plays. Yeah, one hundred percent. You got anything on that? No. Uh, on on the players, the one that I wanted to talk about first is uh, Baker was phenomenal. Come on, man. She was phenomenal against us. Uh, little lightning in a bottle because could really light it up. High energy. Um, talk about her growth as a player because uh, you know when we didn't get to see you guys in league. You know I don't watch as many of your games. I'll check the stats and stuff. But seeing her live, like scouting going into playing you guys, I was like, holy moly! And on the floor, when you feel it, I thought on tape she looked bigger than in person but she killed us just the same. Like she was really explosive. Talk about kind of her growth and her game, kind of how she's came on for you guys. Yeah. I remember her as a uh, player in her first year down at Lethbridge. And uh, the, when I got that phone call, um, she was coming home and uh, looking to play and how lucky we were going to be. And uh, she's uh, accepted the challenge that we put to her. 
as far as not being uh, okay with the level that she's at. We need her better. And so uh, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, and she works extremely hard uh, on her own with the group. And uh, she's been uh, tasked with some leadership uh, uh, responsibilities this year as well. And so uh, her growth just, uh, you know, uh, within our group and uh, where she's still going to be able to get to. Um, she's not uh, at her ceiling yet, uh, anywhere close yet. So uh, she's got a, a couple of years left with us. And so we're going to max that out with her. She's uh, year three this year or four? Three. She's got uh, three. She'll, she'll be in year four? Year four? Yeah, she'll, she's got uh, this year plus... Uh, see, she's been with us. She's got two more years with us. Yeah, so she's going into year three this year. This is her third year officially, yeah. Right. First, second. She's been with us for two, so she's got three under her belt. Right, gotcha. Two. Fourth year, and then you'll get her for one more. Yep, gotcha. Another player I want to touch on here, and she was on our scout in the semis when we are at Lakeland. Uh, I just... I really love the way she plays, and I know that she might rub people off the wrong way, but when you're on the floor, you're on the floor, and you go out there to win, and that's Kyla Varga. She just does not give a fuck who's in her way, um, and she'll just go through, and I love the shit talking that she does. It reminds me a little bit of myself, but, um, yeah, she stepped up for you guys quite a lot this past season, a really crafty lefty. Um, little bit unorthodox shooter, but when she gets hot, like you need to respect her. Uh, talk about her growth as well, going from um, a young, I guess, freshman she would have been when I was in my fifth year, coming into her third year this year. She's uh, certainly, uh, like you said, unorthodox, and uh, uh, it's a tough read for for people defending her. Uh, just like, just like Brooke, she uh, competes uh, incredibly hard. And she's had to uh, go through doors that have been uh, uh, thrown up in front of her as obstacles and uh, kind of battling, you know, uh, some people that I think underestimated uh, where she was uh, before and where she was going to be able to go. And uh, good honor for not, uh, you know, uh, getting any of those uh, as permanent obstacles. Uh, she took them on as challenges and uh, is uh, every day, not lately, because sure herself, but. Uh, a week ago and so uh, but uh, working to get uh, herself uh, you know in peak shape she's going to be uh, a big part of our success this year you just like it because she's a lefty I know, I love I know this get yeah, it. yeah. Like, I, come I know on. Know how you the obvious and then because you naturally I would say state in my past years that I played against you guys other than um, Alicia Tan uh, you have another little small one Ava Curl a uh, little five-one point guard shooter. Um, will she be returning this year? Ava's coming back, and uh, she's super excited. And I think the <laughs> maturity is going to help her. And so she's, even though last year was her second year with us, she still played young. And so uh, she offers a lot because uh, there is no um, holding back with her. Uh, she's all in when she's there. And uh, as much as we try to rein it in, uh, there's no no chance of that's happening. And so Ava's a bulldog, and uh, we need her on the floor a lot. Uh, you know, uh, her uh, success is going to match ours, and so uh, she's going to be out there uh, doing both uh, uh, offensively and defensively uh, to make sure that uh, uh, we're in a position to be on the better side of results. 
Yeah, and she doesn't play like she's 5-1. Does not no. play like she's 5-1. Which you love uh, to see. Yeah. You, you're just picking fan favorites here. She's just picking fan favorites. Here. Okay, okay. You've had, you've had the success with uh, our, uh, you know, uh, smaller um, athletes. And so Alicia, <laughs> uh, you mentioned, uh, is one of my assistant coaches and played for us. And uh, she swears she's... Uh, um, you know, in that five foot range, and I'd say she's more in that four ten range. <laughs> uh, Ava, same thing. Yeah, certainly doesn't play uh, what her her height her height is. Yeah, um, she's bigger than that for sure. Okay, well, let's shift gears into this here. So I said this to Tori a couple of weeks ago. I said I, I got a sneaking feeling Sate's pretty good because Beer's not really texting her or saying anything to me. So ducking my emails, ducking my texts. Um, so you had that chunk last year, um, even though you're shorthanded, you guys are still tough as nails to play against. Physical team, always compete like heck. Um, this year going into the season, you're bringing in some pieces. Um, let's talk about the additions this year to the roster that you've you've brought in uh, with the girls that you have coming back. Yeah, so as far as roster goes, uh, active players right now, we got nine returning players. Uh, and that does not include Skylar McDonald. So if Skylar gets herself healthy, uh, that'd be 10 returning players. Yep. And, uh, I've had a year awesome. where we only can on the roster. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that gets us so that uh, we can start uh, further ahead than that we usually do. And so we got five brand new players to the program. Um, first, five brand new first year rookie players um, that are uh, going to be coming in and all of them offer uh, something for us as far as uh, not just coming in, they're going to be experienced and all that kind of stuff. They're going to come in and be, you know, mm-hmm. looking for uh, minutes and being able to offer that uh, type of stuff for us. Uh, and then we got two more on top of that. We got a big roster this year. We got 16 uh, players rostered. And so one of them is uh, somebody that played for us in the past, Celine uh, Quigley. And so she had some issues uh, surrounding the uh, the COVID and the vaccine and stuff like that so her body didn't respond all that well and so she's back now and healthy and uh just light things up for us and uh um you know on and off the court uh superhuman being uh a leader and uh, uh and then we got one other one that's uh about three years out of high school and uh she went up kings and never played uh is back now and uh, looking to to play for us and she's out of uh the south there out of uh manual pushing that uh, her name's uh, Brittany Bandemont. And so uh, she's uh, um, part of this whole group uh, that, you know, has kind of changed the bit where team is built. Uh, last year, you know, outside of one player that started off with some injuries, uh, um, we played the majority of our season with our big kid being like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, and so we've got that. We've got a handful of players now, but we're sitting at like 5'11", 5'10", 5'10". And so uh, just the dynamic of our team and those players that we've got that have that length uh, aren't necessarily uh, forwards. We got some of them that are flex players that can uh, play away from the basket. They can shoot the ball and uh, be able to uh, play inside, but especially defend inside. Yeah, and I, I think that's such a big part of our league. You see traditionally strong post play in our leagues generally most teams have a strong post and now you're starting to see the ripple effect of the universities is now universities sucked out all of our length for a few years there and now you're starting to see it come back where we're getting the longer athletes back in our league 
that can shoot it or drive it or, or play a four or a two. Um, I think like those top end teams are starting to rebuild themselves. It just took a while to, to circle back. Um, now, safe to say you guys <clears throat> will be hard-nosed defensively. And uh, like always, would that be a safe prediction? Basing on, basing on it? It's so it's early. Yeah, we've been going for a couple of weeks now. And so I'd like to think that uh, uh, the team is going to adopt my, you know, ideals and philosophies, which is always a defense first. Yep. What are you smirking about over there? Uh, I was uh, thinking about the one year. I think it might have been St. Mary's we were playing. Um, I think it was the 2018-19 playoffs where Keanu hosted. And we always, like, we always knew that you guys did a good job on the scout but you'd given Chris one of your scouts. Secrets. Never happened. Secrets. Never, 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 happened. Happened. never happened. But <laughs> I got to ask because even when I've played you guys, you guys do an unbelievable job scouting. It, Yeah, you know teams from top to bottom. You do a great job. Uh, is that something you take on personally or do you give um, an assistant coach a little bit of a role there? Because if this is done by you, I got to say it's, uh, it's top tier. Um. So I, I have nothing in my life besides this, unfortunately. I don't have a wife, I don't have kids. And so it drives my parents nuts because all they want is grandkids. And so I apologize to them for that <laughs> failure. Uh, but that's what I do. I eat, sleep, and breathe this. And so, uh, um, you know, coming into the season, usually when we get in, get to see the rosters and stuff like that, uh, uh, most of the players I already know. And so I've seen them at camps and clinics. and. Uh, you know, at high school games. And so we get to see them, uh, not just at uh, the, the college level. We've been watching them for, for many years. Uh, myself and uh, my assistants, so we get out more visible. We uh, were there not only at the ACAC level, but uh, at the high school level before they get up there. And so, uh, um, you know, when it comes to scout, we usually have stuff like that, but there's certainly a lot of time by and effort put into uh, watching film, uh, talking to other coaches, and uh, when it comes to that type of, you know, information, uh, it's firsthand stuff that uh, is really good. And so I try to reach out and get as much information as I can. Uh, since I started coaching, uh, I haven't had an original thought. And so I steal uh, everything. I go to watch other coaches uh, practice. I watch, uh, I watch them play. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, change philosophy or anything like that. But I certainly see a lot of stuff other coaches do that are dynamic and um, would, uh, you know, be adapted into stuff that we already have and uh, whatnot. So there's, uh, when we do our scout and stuff like that, our scout might not necessarily be the same um, thing that another coach might want, but for information stuff, uh, there's certainly a lot of stuff on there that uh, would help somebody uh, create a plan for themselves. And so they're certainly not gonna steal my thoughts uh, and uh, plant those on their own team. And so if Chris got information, uh, I'm sure he adapted uh, what that was on there to, uh, you know, kind of fit his own uh, style and uh, everything like that. No, no scout swap story. Uh, and it, Beer's being super humble, which he always is, is uh, when Court played for UFC, she talked about uh, the great job he did uh, behind the camera for the, for the group. So this isn't a new thing. This is you've kind of had a niche on player scouting and team scouting since you got into post-secondary programs, right? It's kind of been a little bit of your forte leading into assistant coaching as well, right? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I enjoy it. 
Um, and there's a lot of pay services out there that will do a lot of the stuff uh, for us. Uh, I have never uh, done, uh, taken advantage of any of that. And so I like the fact that I can go and, you know, uh, have my finger right in it. And so I know uh, literally frame by frame sometimes how things are happening and why they're, you know, being successful and little things about why we might be able to, you know, maybe figure out a way to stop them. Not necessarily in the regular season, but uh, for a plan towards the playoffs and so future matchups along the way there. And so uh, even if it doesn't work in the regular season, information is, uh, you know, knowledge is power. And so when it comes to getting stuff for future, uh, that that's always in the back of our mind as well. Now, how do you, because um, <clears throat> it is very difficult when you watch a lot of tape, like most of us coaches do, you know what action's coming or you know the player's tendencies and you've given your team the amount that they can take in and you on the sideline know what's about to happen and you can't do anything about it how how do you decide how much to give to the athletes because i find that there is like a volume level of consumption that they can take and the rest of it is just us like oh here comes their zone breaker here comes their ball screen D. like you know what i mean how much do you, how do you decide that with your group does it matter on age or how do you guys decide as a coaching staff the point of the season uh, that's usually what I'm doing. And one of, I'm not. Oh, secrets, secrets. I don't want to give you any bulletin board stuff. But for me, one of my highlights was a best of three series that we played against you guys uh, <laughs> up at your place. And uh, with the playoffs, we had given, by the time we got to playoffs, and we'd already played in the regular season that year uh, as well. And, uh, um, we had got to the point where we knew all of your systems and our players had spent enough time and invested enough time so that they knew as well. And it was really satisfying that when we saw whatever it was, your hand signal, I think you guys were changing to verbal stuff, but as soon as we saw a certain set, we would call what we had uh, called it in our, our stuff and our team knew what to do defensively yep. and so like said it was satisfying to know that it was possible right yep. and unfortunately for all the teams that have come after it uh they've been kind of um you know kind of <laughs> sized up against that that group and how they were able to do it and so um you know setting the bar every year is a little bit uh, different based on you know the age of the group and like said the time of the year but uh you gauge it on uh, each group respectively and even with the one that we've got coming in a lot of returning players, but still a lot of learning for them to do. And so it's not like we just throw everything, uh, you know, from the backpack uh, out onto the floor. Yeah. So uh, I blacked that out of my mind, Pierre, uh, but you just Deion Sanders me. So that's good. Uh, I'm going to put it on the Colorado State board here. <laughs> um, but no, you you guys always, and, and me as a coach, I love playing your team because I know you guys are well prepped. And, you know, even when we hosted, um, it's going to be a tremendous physical battle. Um, you're going to take away some key actions. We're going to take away some key actions. And I personally, not only like you as a person, but like coaching against you because that's fun. It's it's fun to see, okay, they're trying to take away this. How can we combat this? And ultimately, we all love when our teams get older and they can read that and we're not saying, hey, they're doing this. Now we need to do this. Um, that's part of the process. And I think that group that you had, uh, adapted well and when when you have an older group of leaders in your team that usually helps 
like when we had the last few years with Tori and Bill Gate, usually helps them be able to adapt. They've seen things enough to know, hey, this is how we're going to combat things. Not all the time. Well, on that, I'm going to switch a little bit here, but you had an older guard that played all five years, Alicia Tan, who's now your assistant coach, and she knew everything. I'm, we played you guys my first year, but it was my second year where we hosted at Lakeland. We lost a lot to see. Lost a lot to see. We, they kicked our ass my first year. I was bad. I was real bad. Um, but, yeah, obviously as you get older, you get smarter or whatnot. But I remember she must have been in her fourth year and I just turned and thought I'd always be wide open. Nope, she's right there and she's down for a layup. I'm like, ah, shit, there we go. Um, but she's back coaching with you uh, and I think it's really cool being in a coach's perspective, seeing, I call it the bromance with Chris, but your guys' friendship and the connection that you guys share um, all across the coaches in the league. But we also gain a lot of friendships as players playing and it's been really cool because Alicia was one of those for me um, and we've kept in contact a lot since playing and now going into coaching um, and we've kind of we've spoke back and forth and we played you guys I think last semester in preseason at State we got to chat a little bit but speak about her impact that she's had on the girls because she, like I said, she played all five years and she knows what it takes to win because she was very successful as a player. Let's so talk about her, her impact on your program. Yeah, Alicia is, uh, um, I don't know what your plans are, Tori, uh, as far as staying in the ACC or not, but uh, if you do, uh, you two will be coaching against each other in this league. And so she's going to be somebody that uh, gets uh, a head coaching position. And so uh, when it comes to her value to us uh it's you know uh, a lot of things okay when she played for us uh yes she was uh, spectacular uh, as an athlete as a player uh, she read the game right her dad um had them playing and coaching uh for so many years uh as there was growing out and so her uh basketball iq is really high and then uh the you know like yourself uh, the the physical you know, I don't want to say limitations, right? But her, her, you know, her body type, she maxed out with uh, what she could do with that. Um, you know, there was uh, her set shot. It is five or six feet back of the, the three-point line. It's not like she's uh, throwing the ball. Uh, but on top of that, her uh, her ball handling is, uh, you know, uh, stellar when it comes to uh, being able to coach now and teach uh, that, that type of stuff. Uh, to our athletes, right? What a benefit it is for them, but also because of her experience for them to be able to pick her brain about uh, little things. And though, um, you know, as much as I have watched a lot, I've never been on the floor for it. She's been on the floor for it. And so she can speak to things I can't. Um, coaching for me, basketball wise, is an accident. It happened on a golf course, like honestly, 25 years ago. And, uh, um, you know, I was, I wasn't a basketball player. I played basketball back in high school, never got a chance to, uh, uh, play after high school. Rugby was my sport. And so I uh, picked this up, uh, uh, along the way here, she's grown all the way through this. There was no, you know, for a four foot in that. Uh, um, you know, kid do volleyball. There was no rugby, uh, you know, and so she's eat, sleep, uh, bre uh breed this stuff, but uh, forever. And so, uh, she's bred for it, uh, uh, honestly being so she could have like yourself, like gone and got a, 
uh, a pro deal uh, for for a little bit just to get an experience and stuff. And so she's uh, chosen to stay at home. And, uh, you know, professionally, she's uh, advancing uh, in her career as well. Uh, but uh, it's just a matter of time before she's got an opportunity to be uh, leading uh, a squad. Oh, that's awesome to hear. That I mean, not great that we'll be <laughs> hopefully one day competing against one another again. But, uh, no, that's awesome to hear because, yeah, she was one of the toughest, if not the toughest point guard I had to have to play against. And I think the there's a lot of those players that now we're starting to see come into the coaching ranks. And, and we talked about it actually when we went for dinner. It's it's you know me having two former players. It's a real blessing when you when you have those players stick around that know you and know the culture. And and it's a huge piece of the success. There you go, Tori. One compliment today. I told you one is the max. There you got it today. Your mom's gonna hear it on the podcast. She's gonna love it. There you go, mom. <laughs> okay, so. Those relationships are what keeps me going. You know, yes. we don't do this for financial gain. We don't do this, you know, uh, because we're, you know, we got lines and lines of uh, uh, other opportunities and stuff like that. Um, there's some of the people that we've dealt with, uh, you know, through the years and stuff like that. We had, you know, like an all timer, Rachel Caputo, go through uh, years back yeah. to Leach, uh, through. You know, the Katie Beards. I, I miss so many names, the Logan Monks and the Ali Camerons and, you know, all that. Uh, and these incredible humans that we get to uh, be in touch with and now stay in touch with. I got them coming to games. Well, we were down on Lethbridge. That crew down on Lethbridge meets us, you know, when we're Red Deer. You know, we got all these players that are all over the uh, the province and uh, we get to stay in touch. I've been to weddings and I get to see the babies and, you know, uh, and as sad as it is, you know, if it works out, I might be coaching, you know, some of those kids uh, somewhere along. I know uh, there is some of those coaches that had that opportunity. And, uh, you know, wouldn't that be uh, something something else for me, you know, because, like I said, I don't have my own. I dote on my nieces and nephews and stuff like that as much as I can. But uh, these relationships with the players and the coaches uh, make it all uh, worthwhile. Uh, a lot of a lot of baskets scored on Lakeland with those names. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you bring up uh, Rachel Caputo, uh, pull up jumper. Was she not the pull up jumper? Did she not have a nasty pull up jumper? Fade away. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what year it is, but I I remember I remember seeing it. I don't know what run it was when you guys were really really strong. You guys go on those runs for three or four years, and yeah, she was she was nasty. Those are a lot of good names there. Yeah. Okay, I well, remember coaching against her in high school. So when Churchill and she was over at our traditional pole, Larry, I still remember coaching against her. And then all of a sudden there I am at the uh, state and uh, she's in a Jersey. So, Oh my God. Small. Yeah. That's a small world. Okay. Uh, so I know you're not going to give us the expectations of your group, but it sounds like your group's much improved. Give us the league expectations. And we, we, we talked a little bit uh, on the weekend when we were at the catch up. What's your anticipation uh, teams that you think are going to be kind of top top of the pack or ones to kind of watch out for this year? I, you know what? Up front here, it's, you know, there, there's probably a handful of teams that are coming in uh, that are going to be pretty strong. Uh, and in the end, uh, our league is going to make sure whatever representative we send is going to be one that's ready to win a championship uh, at the national level. And so I, I'm a homer. Um, you know, I haven't got a chance in the ACAC to get myself, uh, you know, with a team over to the national tournament. Uh, but I know that when it happens, we're going to be ready. 
you know, yeah. battle tested, all that kind of stuff. But I have no problem cheering for any of our teams that we send because they've earned it. Um, you know, with our league, with so 15 teams, oh my goodness, you know, it's a war just to get into the playoffs, yeah. forget be the team all the way at the end uh, that survived all the things. And I've been around long enough to know that, that the be- it's not always the best team. You need a lot of other things to go your way. And, and so you need some luck. You need some, you know, the, the injury bug to stay away. Um, sometimes it's the officials, sometimes, you know, uh, just the, the travel, all that kind of stuff that all goes hand in hand. I think, uh, you know, when it comes to, um, uh, like, uh, you know, our repeat offenders, uh, you know, uh, Lethbridge looks really strong and got, they got uh, a lot of, uh, returning faces and I think yep. I've been seeing, uh, all their additions, but I think, uh, with some of the scuttlebutt there, uh, they're going to be tough. Um, you know, Coach Skeppel over at Briarcrest is pretty uh, stoked about his group. And so uh, they return a lot of players, and uh, they're going to be super athletic. Um, in the South, St. Mary's is always going to be strong. Uh, their core uh, international players always uh, puts them in a position to compete uh, uh, really tough. And uh, obviously, uh, Avery up at uh, Red Deer is, uh, you know, uh, battle-tested. And uh, um, I'm sure he's going to be uh, geared up uh, after uh, the the finish they had last year uh in the north you know you guys up in the north it's a whole different world uh, for for us we don't get to see all that often and so uh, based on reputation you know again repeat performers uh concordia yourself piano you know and then uh, some of the the new groups there uh Augustana was on fire and uh, yep. you know new blood over there at Nate, and you know what uh, brian at kings had a good group there as well last year so uh you know, I don't know where the weaknesses are. It's going to be uh, a really competitive league. It's a strong depth here. Uh, Tori, if you ever want to meet a politician, this is your man right here. He literally named 13 of 15 ACAC schools. The, he's the ACAC <laughs> he, rain man. He, he won up Reagan on, I think Reagan named 11 of 15. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Beer's taking back that bulletin board material. He's he's not having it in, in more than Lakeland College's gym, I'll tell you that. It was fun. It was uh, nice. Uh, so good night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, you hit it on the head. And Tori and I talk about it. Um, COVID created these weird kind of, you know, we were one of the groups that were super old. And last year, the league in general was young um, because the kids had either left in COVID or like we had right after COVID. And it was the youngest I saw the league probably the most wide open I thought the league was in a long time. And now all of those teams that were playoff teams all got better or older or both. And the younger teams added talent because there's not as much room in some of these other rosters and they got a little older. So I think we're in for a couple of years of really bloodbaths on the ACAC side here. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully, and you know, we had the chance to go to nationals and unfortunately lost and had to play for the bronze but to all of our girls were cheering nate on uh you know and tori and alana just talked about it probably one of our arch rivals in the north but you know it's an acac school and we want them to win over any other conference yeah, we're sitting what 15 of us sitting in a just sea of viu people but we were just screaming as loud as we could but that's what you got to do we did the same for olds when olds won yep i watched uh, that game i in uh in IMO. And I, I remember seeing you guys under the basket there, and uh, it, it does mean it's a difference. And uh, I wish I could have been there, and I'm always my hometown. Yeah, and probably, so I grew up yeah. family there. And so, uh, but uh, same thing, 
um, you know, I think we all are, are there for the right reason and uh, we want to see our conference do well. For sure. Um, so I had the, pr- I've got quite a few, few friends in Calgary, so I've had the privilege to kind of see Calgary quite, quite a bit the past few years. Um, but every time it was just recently, uh, my friend's partner was like, oh yeah, that's Sate. And I kind of, my geology and, uh, sense of direction isn't too great. Um, but I love every, every time I see it, I'm like, holy shit, it's just a beautiful campus it is gorgeous. Um, when you recruit players, cause if I ever went on and I say this to Chris all the time, if I actually went on recruiting visits, watch your words like, right now, watch your words right now. <laughs> if I went on recruiting visits, like Lakeland probably wouldn't be like based on looks, isn't going to be in my top topics, but Sage just so beautiful. Um, does that definitely, is that an advantage to your recruiting at all? Because yeah, like I said, it's just a beautiful place to be. It's a wonderful campus. You get here in the spring and summer when it's green. Um, you know our soccer field overlooking uh, the uh, the downtown core. Yeah. It's uh, it's up when it comes to uh, the scenery and stuff like that. Um, you'd like to think that that you know that's something that factors in. Uh, I think a lot of athletes are you know uh, um, looking for a little bit beyond uh, some of that stuff. And so I think more and more these days, the kids coming out of high school are uh, more. Uh, knowledgeable about uh, some of their options and uh, the things that are going to, uh, you know, academically get them to a position where, you know, for us, you know, that's one of the big things. Basketball is a little piece of what we do, but we want, you know, our uh, people out in the community uh, living, you know, uh, a life after basketball where their, you know, careers are going to be successful. Um, hopefully those, you know, character, leadership, teamwork, communication skills that we've taught them are going to put them out in the, into the community and uh, you know they're going to be uh, good citizens in the community whether it's in Calgary or wherever they end up uh, being um, you know positive and so I think they're looking for beyond um, you know just the, the you know the I, I guess the um, the scenery the lipstick <laughs> yeah the scenery the lipstick and so uh, the the a little bit deeper and that uh, um, as far as sake goes for us, uh, we have positives and negatives. We get some players that, uh, um, you know, come to state specifically for the programs that we offer. We've got, uh, some academic, uh, opportunities that other schools can't offer, but then also we lose some players because we don't offer certain that things as well. And so, uh, there's benefits uh, to both and, uh, you know, we certainly uh, try to max out, um, you know, uh, our, our reach to make sure that uh, everybody that uh, has uh, an option for seat is uh, is given that one. Tori, I gotta say, I recruited you. You played for me. You're coaching with me now. You talk <laughs> awfully nice about a lot of these other campuses, man. I don't know if I'd recruit you again hearing you talk about these other campuses. You, you do know that when everybody asks me why'd you come to Lloydminster, I tell people. Chris recruited me the best, and I did not look one time where the heck Lloydminster was. I knew it was in Canada, but I didn't know where it was. And I just got on the flight. My parents booked it and arrived and was like, yeah, shit, it's cold. I'm, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. It is a great campus, and you guys are in the process of getting a new gym in 2032 whenever it's finished here. Um, just kidding. The, the process started last year. You guys lost your gym last year to this new gym. Uh, this year, you guys will be playing a mix of games at the UFC and a secondary facility. Um, when this new facility is done, um, 
I kind of like the old history in in the state gym. Is the hope to stay in that gym, or are you guys going to be transferred into the new gym, or what? What's the process? We kind of chatted a little bit about that, and what's the timeline for you guys to get a new uh, the new gym on the floor and being on it? Yeah, we got a uh, big update there last night at a coaches meeting, and so I don't know if it's my place to say it, but uh, it's going to be spectacular what we get uh, in the end. I've got a whole bunch of details, like I said, I'm yep. sure they'll come here soon enough. Uh, but I'm thinking with uh, what we got told last night that we're going to have the best facility in the country. Um, But when it comes to uh, that, there's some growing pains, obviously, you know, not have last year and uh, looks like for the next three full seasons um, we'll be uh, out. And so uh, for, you know, a launch in 2026, um, it's something to look forward to. And so as much as, uh, you know, we might have, lost uh you know uh, a body or two because of the uncertainty and uh, stuff like that at least now uh we have some details that we can be sharing uh with uh, people that are going to be coming in people that are coming in this year and are going to have the opportunity to stay for you know uh more than just the one or two depending on certificate diploma but if they're looking degree or multiple diplomas and stuff like that we've got some players uh that uh you know would be in a position to be here when the new facility opens and this year with you hosting, uh, you know, we're five years down the road looking, uh, you know, who's going to host next. And I would hope that, uh, yeah. you know, in our facility that uh, we'd be in a position to uh, you know, kind of welcome everybody into uh, something really, you know, uh, beyond what we had. What we had, I thought, was one of the greatest uh, uh, ones in our, you know, uh, conference. Yep. And, you know, but there was some stuff uh, underneath that, uh, you know, didn't... Uh, um, really meet how it looked. And so uh, while the facility uh, was certainly still top notch, uh, what we're going to have is going to be un- un- unbelievable. Well, that's exciting. And as as we said when we chatted, you only get kind of one shot at that. So it's exciting to hear that they're going to do it right. And you look at the way that uh, the ACAC and, and really across Canada, you look at Red Deer's gym, you know, you guys coming up, like there's a lot, Keanu, when they got their gym, it's nice. So, you know, hopefully all these schools put pressure on to keep investing in athletics because these students do become you know pioneers and they do talk great about the school and their experience and they do give back down the road and I think it's in Canada we struggle to see the investment in those facilities not only to the student athletes but to the students and how that pays it back down the road so really exciting for you guys obviously just another piece to recruit for but you know well deserved when you guys get it you got to practice in a different playing a different gym for multiple years you deserve a nice facility afterwards so that's good you know we we got a team in our athletics and our executive at state that's uh, really put uh, a focus on that future and uh, uh they're showing it they're uh you know uh, with uh, this development stuff like that and the information like I said that we're given that i'm sure will come out that you're sort of um, it is, you know, uh, certainly an investment in the future on our campus. But, uh, you know, like I said, this is going to be um, next level when it comes to uh, some of the, the features and stuff. Kind of makes me nervous. <laughs> For recruits coming in, don't show them sight. <laughs> yeah, we're already not allowed to play at Red Deer. We uh, went there once. They'll never there. go back again. Never. No, uh, we're happy that you came on the podcast. I think Chris has been chomping at the bit to get you on here. But, um, no, it's been an awesome chat. I'm sure you guys, I view SAIT as the powerhouse of Calgary and the ACAC for sure. Um, across the board, basketball, soccer, um, you guys 
always put very strong teams in all sports. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how you guys do this year and we'll meet is it second semester this year. I don't know. Now I got to circle it now that I got the bulletin board stuff, but, uh, I, I think it is second semester. We go down to the trip. Yeah. So. Calgary, St. Mary's road trip. Yeah. You got it up there, beer. When is it? I think it's, I think it's later in the semester. Oh yeah. It's second semester. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, uh, the one I want is uh, the one in March. Uh, we meet, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. One time in that uh, in March and, uh, you know, it'll be us for uh, a lot Mar- more on the line. March 17th would be the preferable date. That's a Saturday evening in Lakeland. That would be nice. <laughs> That's right. So, well, yeah, thanks for having you on. As Tori said, I echo the comments. Great chatting with you. It was great to catch up. Um, stay safe in preseason and enjoy the ride. And I look forward to seeing you guys uh, down the road here. Again, thanks for forcing me to do this. <laughs> You're welcome. Time flew there, Tori. We, we clicked into an hour. We probably could have done two. I love talking basketball with a guy. I love talking X's and O's. Uh, both basketball nerds. We just uh, love the game. And uh, great deal of admiration for those players that he named. When he named all those players and and uh, Tan and some of those players, you love competing against players like that. You love coaching against players like that. Um, so it's cool to hear him talk about all th- those things. Uh, takeaways from the chat with Beer. Would have to be one of the smartest coaches in the league with what he knows, man. He just kept going with facts and just so much knowledge. He has a lot of knowledge. But, yeah, like you said, um, spoke about his past players and how he still has connections with them and it's why he does this. ACAC ultimately is a massive family. Um, I spoke about your bromance with Dwayne last week, but um, he cool thing that he touched on was his friends in the league, um, all coaches, which is awesome to see. But we know with what he does and who he's got returning, nine key returners, huge. They're going to be extremely tough this year, and I think they'll be one of the teams that are leading the South throughout the year, if not leading the whole thing. So. Yeah, really, really interested to see how Sake go this year. Should be their time this year, I would say. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, you know, he mentioned beating us in a best of three. You mentioned beating us another time. I'm going to have to look up my record and see if I got any wins against Sate, to be honest. So the way Beer was talking there, I could be like 2-36. and 36 uh, I, got, I got some. We, they killed us in my first year, but second year we beat them in the quarters and then we got them in the semi in my fifth year. So I got a, we got a couple of wins on him. I, I might I might have had too many <laughs> concussions. but I'm we'll really, on wood there. Yeah, I'm glad he brought those up. Uh, no. Really great guy. Great yeah. guy. And great competition. And, uh, you know, I love the fact that you can compete against someone like that. We could talk the next day and we can talk about our next game. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's fantastic. And that's what, you know, when you guys are the players and now that you're coming into the coaching area, players, it's great to have that as players. But as a coach, it, it is a lonely profession in the sense that, like, people don't really know what you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. And the only people that can relate are other coaches um, that are going through the same thing and putting in the same hours. And like you said, none of us are getting rich off this. Uh, some of us are doing podcasts for free just because we like talking basketball. So um, awesome conversation. If you guys are liking the podcast, please make sure you like us, uh, send us a DM. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, uh, we are gladly taking on any players here through preseason. We are about two weeks away from Tori getting into our 
player of the week, play of the week, and some of the fun segments we're about to start. Uh, just going to call out some of the coaches that have uh, dogged me right now. So I hope their players listen to this so that um, their players know their coaches are refusing to come on the podcast. Robbie Valpreda, uh, not answering my emails. I'll start texting or phone calling you at the school. Um, we got Kira Lyons, uh, dodging me hard. Jordan Baker, dodging me hard. Uh, Jeremy Walanga, up at Keanu, dodging me hard. So it's okay. I, I, I see. I see what's going on here. So we'll start talking to the players. You guys start dogging me. I'll keep sending emails out like a secretary. It's okay. We'll get you guys on here. Players, hit me up. Got you guys. We'll get you on. If you want in on the pod, we'll get you right on here. If the coaches are not going to respond, we'll get the players in. No problem. We'll still keep it rolling. And we'll uh, we'll get our director to cut this in every 10 seconds so that if anyone listens to the beginning of the podcast, not the end, they can hear which coaches are snubbing me right now. Shout out to the coaches of someone. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Uh, we will see you guys next week with a couple new guests.